because depending on how you're feeling or if you're feeling positive or negative stress, I think the color for, for say like that of your soul changes and the energy can change as well. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello. My name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018, to 2019 for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 155 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds and if you wish to participate send me a message on instagram at aziz.future and join the telegram channel at kiev future my goal is to make interviews with hundreds of ukrainians and the world is listening this podcast is already top 50 in the united kingdom germany france switzerland and monaco Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people, and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So, let's begin. My guest today is Anastasia Yatluk. Nastya is Ukrainian, but she lived eight years in Spain, where she completed her international baccalaureate diploma. Right now, she is studying computer science and artificial intelligence at Sheffield University in the United Kingdom. Nastya, how are you today? 
Hi, I'm really excited to be here and uh, I really appreciate your project and I'm happy to take part in it. Thank you. That means really a lot to me. And the question that I feel like beginning to ask you is this, Nastya, when you really want to feel alive, to feel very happy, to feel the emotions that you love, what is the thing that you really like to do? Actually, I'm really multi-directional person, so I have a lot of interests and I really do a lot of hobbies. Not only hobbies, but only about uh, even in my spare time, I spend it in different manners. So, for example, nowadays, I think it's really precious to have some time with your friends, with your family, and to talk to them, to communicate, because communication nowadays became a really precious thing, I, I, I think, with all the pandemic. Also, I'm, I like to dance. Draw, draw, drawing is my passion as well. I used to draw a lot when I was smaller also listen to music Mm, it really relaxes me Uh, i used to listen music like one hour at least one hour a day Mm, computer science as well it's my it's my hobby i like to (laughs) do all the programming stuff It, it it helps me deal with my you know stress or or problems sometimes really distracts me and yeah basically those are some things I also do like I like social medias. I I like doing some stuff on TikTok, maybe streaming on Twitch or Instagram, you know, different ways of entertaining. Thank you very much. Actually, that's really interesting, and I remember that you said these days communication with friends and family is very precious to you, especially because of the pandemic, and you love many other things whether drawing or even coding in order to relax, or Twitch and social media, or dancing, etc. But let's speak about this. How did the pandemic affect you? And how did you come to the insight and understanding that communication with the people you love is a high priority? Okay, really interesting question. I moved to UK, right, and I'm far away from my family now. And also all these pandemic and lockdowns, um, because of that, I couldn't um, go to Spain and I couldn't see my family. And when you are separated from the things you usually think are normal, that, that the moment when you realize that it's important to you, my family it's it was really a big support for for myself like during my studies in Spain my mom my sister they always support me talk to me and thanks to them I'm I'm what I'm today and I think this pandemic I realized a lot that you just need to keep contact with them because all this distance and uh, you know, so social, we, we, we can't talk to them in person. So we have to try to talk on WhatsApp or video chat, try everything to, to communicate with them in order to feel better and to make them feel better. Thank you. So you communicate in every way you can to make them feel better 
and for you to feel better, and they have supported you a lot when you are studying in Spain. Is this support as well when you make them feel better and they make you feel better? Or is it a different emotion or a different thing? Mm, I'm, mm, it's a different thing. So, I mean, they. Mm, I think they're my family. So, of course, it's not only support from them, but also I, I really lo- love them. And I, and I spend a lot of happy moments with them. And I think it's essential in our lives to have a good connection with your with your closest uh, people because we are we are social beings and we need to communicate i think like daily on daily basis so it's really important to 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 communicate with them all like every day with people Thank you. in general we are social people we need to communicate every day especially with those you love it's important to have a good connection because you love them and they are your family correct yes absolutely and what does it mean to you a good connection what if you were to describe it to someone who doesn't understand what is your own definition of that what would you say is a good connection mm, definitely is to know how to listen to people, to appreciate what they're saying to you, not only to concentrate, oh, I want to 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 talk to them and I want to say them that and that, but also to hear what they're saying, to understand, to support them if they have problems or even if they're just t- t- telling you about their daily, like th- about their day, it's important to listen to them and to appreciate that they are with you and that that they are matter to you, you know. That Thank you. That's a deep connection for me. Deep connection. Real connection, I would say. Deep connection, real connection or good connection? Mm, I think real. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly... A real connection isn't just when you call people to say what you want to say and just to speak, but a very important and half of it, at least, is to show that those people are important to you. And this means to really listen to them, to understand and appreciate what they say, if they have problems to support them, to be there for them as well, not just give and share what you have to say. Did I understand correctly? Yes, definitely. And this real connection, is it a feeling that you can have in other areas of your life other than communicating with people? Maybe it's a real connection with your soul when you dance or something like that. Do you have such a connection? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mm, absolutely. Uh, When you dance, it's a special feeling. It's like connection with music, connection with your body, with yourself, with your mind. Um, You just focus on yourself and try to keep the rhythm of the music. I think it's an amazing feeling. It really relaxes me and, you know, takes all the stress off. Tell me more. And do you have a memory that is, or multiple, but you can tell one, a great dance memory that when you think about it, you just smile and feel good? Mm, I have a lot of, for example, mm, 
when we did concerts and we just share our dance dancing with the big public and it was so amazing i just feel myself like alive you really and i really enjoyed to transmit a message with dance to other people and it's so amazing it, the feeling is just incredible of your dancing and just transmitting to that that like happiness to people and make them feel happy that's what i really appreciate about dancing thank you when you are in concerts and you're feeling alive when you're transmitting the happiness and the good emotions to a large audience and it's just a wonderful feeling correct yes yes definitely i love it tell me more about that feeling what would you describe it? You said it's happiness, but it's also transmitting happiness and it's also being alive. If I understood correctly, it starts as when you move and you follow the rhythm, you feel happy. And then that happiness, you share it with people. And when you see your impact on others, you feel alive. Or is it different that you feel alive first and then when you share that with others, you, either you see their happiness and it makes you happy, or how is it? Uh, well, I think I feel alive while I'm dancing, and also I feel alive while I'm transmitting and see people's faces. Uh, like doing the uh, like dancing and feeling the rhythm, it really makes you alive because you feel your body, you feel that you are moving, you you feel the music, but also. It's it's really like tongling, you know, and uh, yes, definitely it's it's happiness, but it's more than that. It's like it's also developing yourself as a like it it contributes to developing yourself to get um, uh, knowing yourself in dancing. That I think it's you know the dances. I love it. So when you're moving your body, following the rhythm, dancing, you feel alive and you're contributing to developing yourself as a person. And when you see people's faces because of you sharing your energy, it makes you very happy to see their faces, correct? Yes. And are you someone who notices people's faces a lot? Are you someone who gets even the energy of people when you walk around based on their faces and their vibe? Or is it more when you're feeling alive in your body that you become very sensitive to faces, etc.? I think I really appreciate people's faces when they react to something I, I try to transmit to them. Like feeling that they are that that you are important to them and you are making a difference on them that's what it feels like you know mm, yeah i think that that's the point i love it so when you feel important to them you're transmitting a message and the faces show their happiness that is something that you love a great feeling correct correctly and do you like to do that, or is it similar to when you're communicating and having a deep connection? Uh, of course, yeah, I, I really like to do that. I enjoy it, and that's why, and actually it uh, teaches me a lot. Like dancing taught me about being more open socially, not having some fears to public, you know, definitely.
I like it. And about drawing, is there some element of this that goes into your drawing? Maybe you like to draw faces, or maybe you transmit a message and emotion when you draw, or you connect with the paper in order to create something wonderful. I don't know. But is there elements of this when it comes to drawing? Yeah, I really like to draw uh, portraits. I like to draw people, faces, definitely. I haven't thought of that in that way, actually. But now that I see that, yes, I really like to draw people's faces. Thank you. So when you draw people's faces, what is important for you to convey? Is it the emotions of the people? Is it like the micro expressions? Is it the harmony? Is it different races and kinds of features? Or what is something that seems to be a theme that returns again and again in the portraits you enjoy drawing? Well, I really want to express with my drawing that every person, it's beautiful, you know? Like, I really want to transmit that every person has their uniqueness and their unique emotions, uh, and that's what I want to transmit on paper. Despite not every time it's it's possible because I'm not that skilled in that, but I really try to do that. I like this. So every person has their own uniqueness, their own unique emotions, and their own special soul, maybe, and you try yes. to convey that in the portrait, correct? Yes. Tell me more about this. The people's soul, even, because you said yes. What is soul to you? Is it like one big soul and everyone has a part or each soul is unique? Where do you think it comes from? And does it relate to being alive? Like when you dance, you feel connected to your soul more. And what are, like, how do you perceive people's souls? I mean, um, people's souls, I think they're based on a lot of things. For example, in your culture, um, I think everyone's soul, it's related to his, um, how to say it, atmosphere, to his, to the surrounding he lives in. Uh, it definitely um, now changes your personality and your soul. So I think from where you came or what experience you had really um, creates yourself and creates like how are you uh, what, what is you and your soul is and in those precious ex experience when you experience dancing or whatever you like is where is when you really feel that you are alive and you feel that you are connect connecting with your soul because it was what it's made of i think like your soul is made of your experience of yourself what you are so definitely it's a big connection when you're trying to do something you really like or you're really into is when you're connecting with your soul. Thank you. So people's souls are shaped and molded by their background, their environment, the experiences they had. Hmm. And when you do something that really fires up your emotions and makes you feel alive, that is a precious experience that connects you to your soul. Correct? Yes, definitely. Do you believe that most people in the world are connected to their soul or they seem to do things that are not giving them that alive feeling and connecting them to their souls? In my opinion, nowadays, um, 
obviously there are people that are definitely not making something they like. They're just trying to do something that everyone does and they think that is correct. But maybe their selves or they so so attain uh, them that it's not for you. Like it's not your um, like your thing to do. But they just do it because they think it's correct to do like that, or they were imposed to do that, like by their family, by their surroundings, so like social, you know, pressure is on them, and that's why they choose to live like everyone's and not to live their own lives, their own what they so toast to them. Thank you. So for us to feel alive, we should do the things that our soul tells them to do, and then we will feel alive and happy and in that precious experience to have more and more of it. But most people, either because their parents and social pressure and peer pressure tells them to do something else, or they see others uh, who seem to be doing something else, they think it's the correct thing to do. They do it. Their soul gives them depression and sad emotions to tell them, no, this is the wrong way. But they don't realize it, so they keep on going in the way that doesn't make them feel alive. Did yes. I understand this problem correctly? Yes, definitely understand it. Thank you very much. And it's really then to ask you, some people blame this on social media. They say, oh, social media is bad because it shows a perfect image that people think is real but it's not reality while other people actually say a lot of the development of humanity even the changes in the new generation of ukrainians is because of social media and the knowledge and wisdom they can find uh, because of social media and it's a positive thing since you love social media a lot and live streaming and you are involved in that what are your thoughts on social media is this a message you try to tell people to follow what makes them feel alive? And do you think social media is more positive or more negative for our souls? Well, um, I think social media, it's, it has the, uh, its positive side and its negative side. So definitely social media, it's changing people. It's communicating like all the world. That's why a lot of progress was made in like um, poor countries or third countries or you know and um, definitely it's showing good uh, there like good uh, messages on social medias from good people that are trying to make this world better and other people are listening to them and they just make, make progress in that oh, but also social media can if it's in hands of not correct uh, individuals, it can be a really a, a, a real tool for manipulating people and to do what they want to do us. So I think you just need to have a critical thinking when you are in social media. So you can just differentiate a good message, a bad message, or just take into account both messages and just think, what is correct for me? What do I need to do? You know, social media is just a source of information, really big information nowadays. And it's a treasure for us, I think, because we have a lot of information that, a lot of data we can use for developing ourselves, for creating, for progressing our um, 
like our personal stuff. And I think it's just the way you use it. If you are not critical, if you are, if you are really ignorant to what, uh, to to what they say to to you, that's when it's there. There's a problem. You just need to be critical to what they say and just to keep with the things that are useful to you, and you will make you better. I think so. Thank you. So social media is a great tool. There is a lot of great information, and as a tool, it can be positive or negative based on the intention and the use. Hmm. A lot of people have a lot of very good intentions and some people use it for manipulation. And for us as people, we should have critical thinking and discernment in order to think which are the good messages and to accept them and which are the bad messages and to not accept them and to not blame social media for our responsibility for critical thinking. Did I understand correctly? Yes, yes. And is this same critical thinking could be useful for people when their parents or peers or social pressure tells them to do what makes their soul not alive? And so they will know and choose what makes their soul alive, not about social media, but about the tendency to do the things that are not happy for them. Can this critical thinking be also applied? Of course it can. But the problem is that the critical thinking, I think it came, it comes from your, um, you know, from your family. It comes how they teach you or how your school teaches you. So if no one uh, never tells to you that you, you or, show, or shows to you that you need to be critical, that you need to doubt everything. You can't. You just you just going to listen to what your family or your boss says to you, and you're just gonna to keep with that. So that I think it's really important to tr uh, say people that they have to choose by themselves. They have to listen to their heart, to their soul, what they want to do, and not to be like so not to have that much pressure of uh, social pressure and be more influenced but not be so influenced but by the world around great and do you think this is a problem in ukraine and compared to spain as well that the families the educational system don't teach this critical thinking don't tell people to listen to their souls and to their hearts? Or do you think that the new generation is different in both places? Or what is your real experience with this about both Ukraine, which is your country, and Spain, where you lived for eight years? So, um, definitely in Ukraine, when I was living there, I'm not, I, I can't tell like by now, because what from what I see, it's changed a lot in Ukraine. But when I was living in Ukraine, there was a, a big discipline and uh, my parents were quite strict on that. And, you know, like social pressure just makes you be more shy in some ways or not that social. Uh, for example, in, it was in my case. I'm not sure about others. But when I came to Spain, it, it shows me it showed me um, that it's not you don't you don't have to be that scary about um, expressing yourself and uh, talking to people. Also, p 
people are more open to you. Mm, that I think that the difference that mm, that makes between Spain and Ukraine. But nowadays I'm really mm, I'm I, I'm really happy because I see that in Ukraine mm, people are more open minded minded today. I think so. Maybe because of social media, so of, of a progress. And I really like that, lo love that because they are more open, they are more social, and definitely the new generations are uh, different to what it was uh, years ago. And I think we are mm, just near Sp Spain, Ukraine. Mm, new generations are both really critical nowadays. And I think that's real, really good. Thank you. So the new generation of Ukrainians is Ukrainian with the Spanish spices, correct? Yes. And to ask you, I notice in your vocabulary, you used precious more than once and you used treasure, which is vocabulary related to jewelry or maybe pirates and mermaids or <laughs> something like that. Is that just your rich vocabulary or do you have love for shiny things and jewelry? <laughs> And or maybe pirates and things like that. No, I I think like a normal girl. I just like jewelry, of course. I'm I I can consider myself like a really big fan or lover of gold and that stuff. But yeah, basically like as, as like a normal girl, I re I like jewelry and to and cute things. So it's just a vocabulary I used to use, you know. Thank you. And about coding. And maybe it could be unexpected to people. If you were to explain to someone, how can coding relax you? How can such a logical activity, more or less, be some kind of meditation for you, maybe, or a way for you to relax? Can you share more details and explain more? I knew that you you, you were trying this. Um, yeah, it's really strange for people, but... Actually, a lot of my, like a lot of guys on in my degree, thinks the same. And uh, basically, from very young, I used to be a really patient um, child. Uh, I I used to draw, and I just went to. I used to go to my room to close the door to start drawing for hours to start uh, doing like some uh, handmade stuff. I really like that and coding is quite the same. It's just you sit and you just concentrate, you focus on something. And I really like like you know logical um, relations relations you need to make and uh, just think it's like a um, funny pr problem you need to solve. And and to design a website or a program it's 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 really I think it's funny in some way. And, I, and it relaxed me because I just sit, I take my cup of tea or something to eat, just start thinking coding and just, it's about creativity, I think. It just tried to create. And that's what I really appreciate about it. And that's why it's relaxing in some kind of way. Yes, it's about creativity and it's about creating. And even as a little girl, you could close your room and for hours be drawing or doing things like creative things with your hands, correct? Yes, yes. Now I have to ask you, because this experience all creative people had, 
which is when you feel almost like something bigger than you, like some bigger source of creativity is through your body creating a fantastic dance or fantastic performance or a great drawing and you're almost watching yourself creating something great and you're surprised wow am i doing this who is doing this <laughs> it's like magical did you have such experiences and what kind of activities give you such experiences more than others mm, i think it's just about uh, you know it's unconscious it's like your body just moves or you just start to think and just to the your inspiration comes and you just creating it it's really hard to explain why this is hap this happens mm, but for example it i really noticed it when i was dancing i was so enjoying i just i wasn't mm, like thinking of anything else just about mm, dancing i think it's so mm, it, it's something like some process just starts on your brain and until you finish it, it just keeps going, and you just listen to your, to yourself, like to your, to the deep something deep in you, inside you. You just listen to it and just keep going. It 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 just goes with that. So something inside you very deep, and the process starts, and it's the inspiration, and you just keep going with it, and you had it often during dance, correct? Yes. And do you call it inspiration or is inspiration the beginning of this process or how does it work? Um, it works. Sometimes you just have a mood for doing something. It just, it, it, and it's what I call the, when inspiration comes to you, you're just in mood of doing something. And when you start doing that, it just, the inspiration is there. The ideas are there. It's just a correct time to do something, you know, uh, it can be dancing, it can be um, computing or programming. You just need to find, for me at least, a correct time. Even for, you know, tidying your room, sometimes you're just not feeling in the mood of, of just make everything clean. So, and some and someday you just walk, wake up and, oh, I, I'm in the mood of doing that. And I think that's the point. That's when, real in that mood is when the things are... Um, are resulting uh, good are resulting like the results are really great when that happens that's what i notice at least i agree with you and if i understood you correctly that everything has a mood and there are processes in our mind when it's ready and inspired to do something if we do it we will get great results but if we try to do something else when it's not the mood or the process for it it will not be that good correct yeah in some kind of course you can try to do that even if you are not in the mood and it can came uh, like it can come of really good actually as well but when you are really in the mood of that it's when it goes more smooth you know yes and do you use this for productivity or what is your process to structure your day or to make sure your day is balanced whether studies dance music coding <laughs> etc and yet still respect the mood because maybe you say today at 2 
p.m., I will do, say, this thing, but your mood for that thing it comes at 4 p.m., and at 2, you have a different mood. Do you force it and do it anyway? Or how? what did you learn from your experience that makes you more productive that maybe you can share some tips and secrets? Okay, yeah. First of all, I'm going to say I'm really a chaotic person. I used to be like... It's hard for me to organize myself because I want to do a lot of things at the same time. And then you just stressed because you can do all, all, all the things in one day. And what I learned from is that I think it's really good to just plan something for a week. You just say, for example, this week I want to do that, that I want to dance. I want to go do streaming. I want to uh, learn something uh, and that. And then every day, as you feel, like for example, you on the Monday, I feel like I want to um, learn something. I want to go to lectures. I want to learn something, basically. Like then in the evening, I'm in the mood of doing dance. Or then I'm dancing, and that's is really helpful for me. Like that way, I feel it's it's really easy to adapt to your mood because you don't have like a really strict schedule when at 4 p.m. I have that at 5 p.m. I doing that because it's not working for me like at all so I just try to adapt my mood to what I want to do great so you have this choice of things that you will do in the week and then you are sensitive to your mood and when your mood, let's say you say this week, I want to dance and I want to code and I want to draw. And then when your mood for dancing comes, you dance, your dance and feel alive and your heart is full. <laughs> when another day you feel in the mood to code, you will code a lot and enjoy it. And therefore you both have a goal at the end of the week, but you are flexible enough to follow your mood. Otherwise, you're a chaotic person who wants to do 500 things in a day and then you don't do them all and you feel frustrated at the end of the day and it's not, it doesn't work for you. Did I understand correctly? Yes, definitely. This is really, really cool. And another thing, are you, you said you're chaotic. Do you think that is a beneficial thing when you're a creative girl and a dancer or you feel that if you are more reserved and less emotional, <laughs> maybe you will have the ability to develop better technique. I was speaking with a pianist girl, and she's one of the best in the world. And she was saying, actually, I don't focus on my emotions when I play the piano. I only focus on creating the emotion in the audience. And therefore, my technique needs to be absolutely perfect to for my purposes not just expressing my emotions my emotions don't matter that is her own opinion to you maybe as an emotional chaotic alive girl <laughs> you like to be alive and transmit through the deeper part of you to connect with the deeper part of the audience i don't know can you share your thoughts well it's really amazing like I really respect what the girl, like pianist girl, does because I think it's really hard to do that. It's 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 incredible, I think. But honestly, for me, it's impossible to ignore my emotions because if I 
don't have my emotions in correct position? How am I going to transmit something to others if I'm not feeling anything, you know? And that's one of my principles of life. I just need to feel better myself in order to transmit happiness and to make better others. Because if I can do something for myself, how can I do it for others? How can I transmit it to others if I don't feel that? And I think the first of all, you need to enjoy something you do in order to make and others enjoy it as well. I think I, it's it's my vision of, of that, honestly. And maybe it's not that, like for that girl, maybe it's really important the goal to achieve the goal, to be perfect, to, to play, you know, to play um, good enough. And that's why she is the the one of the greatest pianists in the world, and it's definitely because of that because she's really hardworking and she manages to do that that thing. But for me, I learned through my experience from really tough studies that sometimes it's not that important to achieve the goal as to enjoy while you're achieving it. So I just. I, I really want to enjoy my way, enjoy my way for doing anything rather than to achieve the goal. Yeah, you achieve the goal, you feel great for some time because you achieved it. And and then what? Have your experience of achieving that was good for you or it was stressful and uh, not satisfying at all? That was, what, that, that is my point of view. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, it's really important for you to take care of yourself in order to fill yourself with good emotions and to enjoy what you're doing. Then you can transmit and share with others from a position of being strong rather than being weak. And for you, yes, goals are good and important. But what is even more important is the journey and the process and to make it fun, enjoyable, something you can be happy about because 99% of life is the journey and maybe 1% is the goal. And then when you get it, you feel happy for a little bit, but then you return to the journey again and therefore it should be as happy as possible. Is this correct? Yes, definitely. And this is curious because it's something I really learned from Spanish culture, Spanish <clears throat> sorry, people. Um, because I know that in, in Ukrainian culture, um, people are really hardworking, are really, you know, um, um, how to say, they really want to achieve their goals, to be to be good at anything. And I was like, like that. I really was really competitive. Uh, I wanted to be good at everything, uh, to be good than my, uh, uh, to be better than my classmates in class to be better than all my mates in in dance but it's not i think it's not the point like after all this journey i think it's not the point and spanish people they really enjoy their lives daily like in they see happiness in all small things like they see happiness in the dinner with their family they see happiness in just go walking to the, to to the nature because they can enjoy the nature that day and i think that's really important for your uh, well-being and for your health it's really healthy to feel happy 
at least one time a day, I think. Yes, it's really healthy to feel happy at least one time a day. And if you are to give advice to someone who doesn't know how to feel happy, <laughs> about how to learn, how to be happier, how to listen more to their soul and heart, and really like something you feel is important, what would you share? Maybe um, found people, found close people to that can talk, like say you, what are you doing? Not like what are you doing wrong? Or just try to experience yourself in some other completely different um, uh, atmosphere, something different area. It it will help help you to find yourself because if you are always staying in your zone of comfort, you are never going to know what you want to do or when you are feeling happy. But if you experience a lot of different things, you will definitely find at some point what makes you happy. And really communicating with people, I think it's it's also really important to 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 find that happiness and to find what things make make you feel better. I like this. And you said communicating with people and also that you learned after being more reserved and shy in Ukraine to open up, be more open-minded and social. Well, how do you know when you meet people whether those people are good for you to continue communicating that they're good people and you have good emotions with them? And not, is it like you feel a click or chemistry with the people that are the right people right away? Or is it you think about some things like, oh, this person has goals in life and they're passionate and they seem honest, so they're a good person, so with your brain? Or how does it work with you when you meet people to know the potential for deep connection, real connection, other than with your family, of course, because you said that is natural? Hmm. Personally, in my case, is. I have something inside me that just tell, tells me that's your person. I don't know how, but anytime I meet someone uh, with the time, I see if if I still talking to him or her, or if I'm still having interest interest in that person, uh, that's my person. But if I don't, it just it just naturally goes uh, goes outside. It's like something my own criteria like my my own heart tells me when razor is my person or not and i i can say definitely that it's much better to have one or two precious friends rather than hundred of people that you are talking in on like daily and they you think that they are friends but when it comes to some really uh, like situation in your life that you need help or you need support, they're not going to be there for you. Only the that two friends or that one friend is going to be there with you. And those are people you need to grab to and to really keep them in your life. And it's just, I think it's just internal criteria I have in myself that tells me like this is your person and honestly I have only like two people or maybe three in three people in my life that I can definitely say they're going to be there with me always 
and they're going to support me and I'm going to do everything for them. And I think it's important not to lo lo lose your energy for for people that are not um, are not precious to you, are not that important. Like it's it's okay to be uh, humble and to be good with everyone. And I definitely I I'm trying to do my best with every uh, like every single person. But it's really important to give m m your true energy to people you love and to people to close people. That was, I think, just not to spend energy for everyone who can just throw you out whenever he wants or he, she wants. Thank you. So it's much better to have one or two people who are your people than to have hundreds. And there is a part of you that tells you this is my person. And then when you find you keep communicating with that person, it's more and more a sign that they are the person for you and your energy is precious is better to give it and be with the people who will be with you support you and you will support them and you have a deep connection than have with people who don't care about you and then maybe they will take your energy at at some point they will just delete you from their life those we should be more uh, like selective in who we give our energy did i understand correctly yes yes definitely and what is energy to you because you mentioned soul before now energy this is very spiritual but to you if you are to define what is energy where does it come from how do we increase it how is it related to soul what would you say wow interesting question um well I would say energy, I mean, you when you wake up, you have some energy, you feel energized, right? And uh, that was what I was talking about. When a person is uh, enough happy in, with their life and um, has like uh, his creativity, and that's when your energy is really high and you want to share your knowledge or whatever you want to share with others and that that's a moment when you're sharing your energy when you talk to people and you transmit the message right you you try to we always try to share positive energy right to our closest people and of course i think it's related to soul because depending on how you're feeling or if you're feeling positive or negative stress i think the color for, for say like that of your soul changes and the energy can change as well it, you can be you can have little of energy because you are feeling depressed stressed and that's the moment when you need other people to give you some some like to boost your energy to 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 share their own with you in order to make you feel better uh, that's what i think energy is it's really abstract abstractive way of thinking but i will describe it like that it's not abstract it's just very correct <laughs> so anyway <laughs> we cannot i mean i love this i want to continue for a long time but i you know it's a good place to end on that thoughtful place so people i recommend they also consider your words and think about their energy and value it like you said treasure because it's precious hmm. so uh, to you it, do you have like 
If people wish to follow you or if you have any projects you're working on or anything you wish to share how to be involved with, what social media or your Twitch or other things like that can people go to to learn more about you? Mm, well, I have Instagram when where I share sometimes my thoughts, uh, which is Anastasia7y. But also I have another one for when uh, when I where I communicate more about my Twitch account and the stuff, which is N A S K U K R, and the same is for Twitch. And there I think it's where I'm talking more about myself and my opinion on stuff, and I encourage people to to you know to to, to make them more happy to to make them happier. I think. And I transmit my, I try to transmit my energy to them, my positive energy. That way. Thank you. And is it similar though, really, when you are dancing, feeling alive, transmitting a message to the audience, seeing their faces? Is that also the same way that you think about transmitting energy to people on Twitch, etc.? Yes, I. I try to be as positive as I can and to transmit my real feelings, not, not to be false. Because nowadays many people are doing that things in order to gain some money or something, or gain fame, fame to be famous. But I'm doing that. I don't need. I don't really need to be famous, or I don't really need to to gain a lot of money. But what I want, what really want to transmit to people is that I want to make them feel better. And there's all like there are some moments that I have followers that are feeling bad, and they tell t t like talk to me in the chat, "Oh, I have a bad day. I'm really stressed, or I have a really hard day today on work." And I just try to well sit, take a cup of tea, and enjoy. And I will make you laugh at least one one time in this uh, stream. That was that was my point. And in which language do you do your streams? Mm, actually, I want to vary my language because I have a possibility to do it in many languages: in English, and Spanish, and Ukrainian, and Russian. Definitely now, for the moment, I start doing it on, in Spanish. But in the future, I like I have TikTok where I do ukrainian russian spanish and english uh, on english languages but in twitch i definitely in the future i want to not only be able to transmit in spanish but also in ukrainian russian or english so it's gonna vary thank you nastia it was a pleasure an honor and a privilege and i wish you a great day Thank you a lot. I wish you a great day too. And thank you for doing this project. I really appreciate it. And I think it's incredible job you are doing.